Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2, and 9 through 16. You who live in the shelter of the Most High, who abide in the shadow of the Almighty, will say to the Lord, My refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, because you have made the Lord your refuge, the Most High your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, no scourge come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Those who love me I will deliver. I will protect those who know my name. When they call to me I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them. With long life I will satisfy them and show them my salvation. Exodus chapter 5, verses 10 through 23. So the taskmasters and the supervisors of the people went out and said to the people, Thus says Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go and get straw yourselves wherever you can find it, but your work will not be lessened in the least. So the people scattered throughout the land of Egypt to gather strubble for straw. The taskmasters were urgent, saying, Complete your work, the same daily assignment as when you were given straw. And the supervisors of the Israelites, whom Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and were asked, Why did you not finish the required quantity of bricks yesterday and today as you did before? Then the Israelite supervisors came to Pharaoh and cried, Why do you treat your servants like this? No straw is given to your servants, yet they say to us, Make bricks. Look how your servants are beaten. You are unjust to your own people. He said, You are lazy, lazy. That is why you say, Let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Go now and work, for no straw shall be given you, but you shall still deliver the same number of bricks. The Israelite supervisor saw that they were in trouble when they were told, You shall not lessen your daily number of bricks. As they left Pharaoh, they came upon Moses and Aaron, who were waiting to meet them. They said to them, The Lord look upon you and judge. You have brought us into bad odor with Pharaoh and his officials, and have put a sword in their hand to kill us. Then Moses turned again to the Lord and said, O Lord, why have you mistreated this people? Why did you ever send me? Since I first came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has mistreated this people, and you have done nothing at all to deliver your people. Acts chapter 7, verses 30 through 34. Now when forty years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai, in the flame of a burning bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight, and as he approached to look, there came the voice of the Lord, I am the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses began to tremble and did not dare to look. Then the Lord said to him, Take off the sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. 
I've surely seen the mistreatment of my people who, you, who are in Egypt, and I have heard their groaning, and I have come down to rescue them. Come now, I will send you to Egypt. Welcome, Pew Pew Crew, to the season of Lent. Lent is a time of fasting and penitence, and uh, many people give things up, um, things that they think they're supposed to give up, things that they want to give up, um, and sometimes every now and then you get someone who's giving up, giving something up. Uh, and before I left for the break, as as I mentioned, we don't do um, First Formation podcasts on um, high holy days, uh, major feasts. Yesterday, Ash Wednesday is a big one, so we didn't have a podcast. But you'll hopefully recall from uh, Tuesday that I suggested that sometimes we have to give up giving up on ourselves, especially in the military. Um, and when I say military, I mean veterans and service members and their family members. Um, <coughs> the largest group of the military is veterans and their families. That's also um, what, where we have the most data in terms of suicide. And I think it's, I think it's self-evident that suicide is a kind of giving up on yourself. Um, but that isn't, doesn't just start one morning you've given up and you find a firearm or something like that. There's a series of events. There's a series of giving up uh, on yourself and on your family or some combination of that. And there's different ways that I'm sure we justify it. Sometimes we think that we're doing the right thing. Sometimes we think that we're doing um, a good thing for our family by removing uh, a burden from them. Um, But at the end of the day, we're still just giving up on ourselves. And sometimes we need to give up giving up on ourselves. Sometimes we have to appreciate who we are, um, to dig deep and remember that we are loved and that um, other people and God love us, and that means that there's no such thing as a burden. This morning, um, the reading is from uh, Exodus after Moses has returned from uh, his time in the wilderness. He killed someone, uh, as I'm sure many of our listeners uh, have had to struggle with, killing someone. Um, few civilians realize that the, and this is uniform from what I've heard from other veterans as well as my own uh, reflection and granted I'm mostly in touch with Christian veterans but the thing that you're more afraid of is having to kill someone um, rather than being killed in fact there's a certain thrill in being killed uh, or being hurt I remember there's a staff sergeant who made a big deal about a rock hitting his boot in a firefight because he was convinced that it was that he was shot and then he would get a purple heart and uh, the kudos and brownie points that go with that um, and so very few people are at least would would say that they're scared uh, or would uh, you know express feelings of disgust or or deep deep fear of of dying um, but if you really got to talking to someone if you got past the the kind of dehumanization that's that's sometimes involved in uh, at least being a frontline infantryman or, or grunt, um, it's not something you really want to do. You don't want to kill someone. 
Um, but you you may talk to people who want to die. I mean, Lieutenant Dan is is not necessarily a caricature. There's a lot of young men who want to die in battle, and this is a you know an an historical thing. Like this has gone on for some time. Um, and I mention that only because Moses shares something in that he's killed someone. He killed an Egyptian taskmaster um, when after he realized that he was actually uh, he, a Hebrew and he wasn't a slave. And his own people turned his back on him and said, you know, go F yourself. Like, you don't know what it's like to be a Hebrew because you've grown up in the palace. Um, and at least for me, this carries some weight in terms of the work that um, I do uh, with uh, through PewPewHQ uh, that I call GI Justice, the Civil Rights for um, Soldiers and Veterans. And a lot of a lot of vets uh, aren't really turned on, I guess, by the idea that um, we that veterans don't really get equal employment opportunity protections or non-discrimination harassment and bias protections that that the ones that do exist in Vevra are really weak and unenforced um, and then we don't want to talk about that because we don't want to ask for help we don't want to be perceived as victims um, but that's a part of giving up on ourselves self-advocacy sucks I know because I've had to do it um, but sometimes you have to be able and willing to speak up for yourself and, and admit um, to yourself and to others, maybe a, a small handful of others, that you need help. Um, and civil rights and social justice is a part of that. Um, saying that caricatures and stereotypes are not okay, full stop. That the principle of the matter is what's important. Um, and even more than that, the um, the idea that the people who fight for these rights are often denied them. Um, that's like telling, that's like firefighters um, being denied, you know, you know, a fire truck coming to their house when it's on fire. Like, no, the principle of the matter is what is what is important. These rights are important, and they should be for everyone. And the people who are being denied them um, need extra protection, extra attention, even though veterans don't like attention. And so it's important to point out, and I'll close with this, that this whole week, uh, the big six veteran service organizations have been um, holding joint Senate and House um, panels on their legislative agendas. So this is the American Legion, Veterans of Foreign Wars, Paralyzed Veterans of America, Disabled American Veterans, Vietnam Veterans of America, um, I can't remember the other big ones. There's also Wounded Warrior Project and IAVA, but they aren't considered one of the big six. Um, they've been talking about what's important for the 116th Congress for the next two years. And I've been watching a good portion of the hearings, and nobody's ever mentioned civil rights or social justice and um, harassment, bias, discrimination. Um, and that's a problem. That's a problem if we're talking about suicide openly and frequently and for 30 years, experts have said that suicide, if we want to, you know, touch suicide, we have to talk about the attitudes of a society toward, uh, toward minority groups 
um, including veterans. We have to talk about the way culture talks about soldiers and veterans. We have to make sure that they their dignity is not being infringed or uh, degraded by the way that culture works, the way that non-members, the way that civilians talk about and act towards veterans actually should matter. Um, that that's, that should be our top priority if we really want to do something about suicide. So these, it's difficult to talk about oppression. It's difficult to talk about being in need. It's difficult to talk about being beaten up. Um, and it's difficult being beaten up. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that part of um, Pew Pew HQ um, and in some way this podcast itself that it will inspire other veterans to speak up and to, to take ownership over what it means to be a Christian soldier or veteran um, to confront the stereotypes of you know this outdated archaic like crusader image that's, that's not right there are Christian soldiers who are thoughtful and considerate moderate um, engaged and the caricatures unfortunately are what owns owns the day and until we have enough voices speaking up to to challenge those uh, stereotypes um, we will continue to see our brothers and sisters opt to to leave this world rather than to keep fighting to give up on themselves in the very season in which we need to be giving up giving up on ourselves. A prayer for the oppressed from the Book of Common Prayer. Look with pity, O Heavenly Father, upon the people in this land who live with injustice, terror, disease, and death as their constant companions. Have mercy upon us. Help us to eliminate our cruelty to these our neighbors. Strengthen those who spend their lives establishing equal protection of the law and equal opportunities for all. And grant that every one of us may enjoy a fair portion of the riches of this land. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's first formation where we share morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.